Download Cartridge Audio. My name's Trevor Strunk, Kegobon on Twitter, and um, I'm back with my first guest show in quite a while. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, fittingly, it is the <laughs> it is the same guest that I had on the last guest show. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, Dia's back. Uh, but unlike the last time, um, Dia has come just to, to chat about something, I would say, not Dia specific in in the way that we have done in the past, where like you have come on and and it has been something near and dear to your heart. Uh, but I I I um I just kind of wanted to talk to to a friend and, and and you were you were around and I thought well why not? Um, so, so Trevor, uh, tell me about Hades. Yeah. Well, first tell me tell me how things are going. How 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 are you? How are you, Dia? How's things going? Things are good. Um, Wonderful. I'm in the middle of reviewing um, on a tight deadline for embargo, so you know that's always fun. But uh, I'm glad to help you procrastinate. Um, yeah. No, like it's important because today's been such a hectic day. I needed to like do something that was going to like jazz me up but also like get me out of my bullshit so that i could like go right from this straight into thinking about how to write about games right yeah no i'm i'm there with you i like i don't i feel like unless you have to um unless you've been in the situation where you have to write a lot of stuff very quickly um you you can't possibly understand how how good it feels to procrastinate how important it can be yeah like i feel like yeah maybe that's maybe that's wrong maybe there are other people that that know how to procrastinate other than writers but um i've I've not been i've not you know had it proven to me i mean the thing is like the whole time like you're procrastinating is you're working out something like right now in the back of my head is me trying to is struggling to figure out how to structure my fucking review and that's it it's just where <laughs> yep, do i start yep. and where do i put the pieces and how do i end it and like right. I have been spent all day, like just churning away at this in the back of my head and kind of pulling it forward, trying things out, pushing it back, seeing how it's going. Um, so it's going like, to come. Yeah. And it always comes better when you stop thinking about it. Yeah. For like 30 minutes or so. So I'm happy to be that person. Um, so, yeah, like, so I have, um, I wanted to introduce this by saying, so you haven't played Hades. Um, I, I'm, I would be, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like you would either love or hate Hades. Um, I think it has a lovely death loop. Um, I know that's something that you have a series of um, very specific uh, <laughs> positions on, uh, whether or not a game has a good death loop. Um, but I think I, Supergiant's pretty pretty. I, I I would say at their worst, Supergiant makes like decent games. Um, I think Hades is excellent. Uh, this is not controversial. I won't belabor this. Uh, people really liked Hades. Um, but as as you might have guessed, the the plotline of Hades follows um, you know the, uh, Greek myth. Uh, it, very basically, you play someone who was never in Greek myth, named Zagreus, who is a um, who is the son of uh, Hades and uh, Persephone, um, and you just find out about your mom from uh, somehow, and uh, and you try to escape hell to to go you know say hi. And um, the the death loop is, you know, you, you keep getting killed and come back. Um, and when you get out of hell, uh, spoilers for, for this game that everyone's already beaten. Uh, when you get out of hell, uh, you find out that you can't live on the surface. And so you die again. But after spending like five minutes with your mom and you just like you really want to come back. Right. So like the whole the whole idea is, you, you know, everyone in the game is from Greek myth except you. You're you're new. Um, but you are sort of like the um, you're like the Ray Liotta 
of, <laughs> of Greek myth. As Ray Liotta is in Goodfellas, so you are to Greek myth, and that you are at the center of everything. You're dating uh, all the gods and goddesses and furies and whatever. Um, they, they all love you, and they all kind of want to know you. Um, but wh- what, I, what struck me when I was playing Hades was that its storytelling relies on something that I don't see a lot of games doing, and I think maybe a lot of games should be pursuing a bit more. So it's a roguelike, right? Um, or a roguelite, I guess. But one of the things that uh, it does is it has a persistent story, and the persistent story relies heavily on the fact that you are willing to sort of, um, you know, plug in your own knowledge about the Greek gods, right? So you run into Poseidon. You don't need a lot of commentary on Poseidon, right? You know who that guy is. Like, you can get, like, you can get, like, you know, a little screen where he says something funny. He says, like, oh, hello, cousin. Like, I hope you can come up here soon. Or nephew, I hope you can come up here soon. Um, you know, your your dad is really, like, a, a pain. Like, he's a total stick in the mud. I hope, you know, I hope you're cooler. Um, and you're just like, oh, that Poseidon. I know that he is brother to Hades and, like, they fought the Titans. Or you say, like, oh, that Poseidon, I know he's related somehow to my dad, Hades. Like, you don't have to know everything, but effectively, like, the game knows that you know something, right? It knows that you know something about Greek myth, and as a result, it can throw this stuff out there for you, and you can have uh, kind of, for lack of a better word, lore without lore. Um, And so I was thinking about how efficient that is, right? Um, And how that's a different way of storytelling than, say, something like Dark Souls, where you get lore kind of via item description and stuff like that. Or, I mean, especially different than something like um, an Elder Scrolls game or a Final Fantasy game where you get lore by way of um, extremely extended plot descriptions, right? Um, Yeah. And so I was wondering, like, I was wondering, because obviously it's cool that Hades did that, right? Like, I think that's neat. Um, But I don't know how replicable that is. So, like, I wonder... I guess my question is, what do you what do you think the future of like storytelling and lore in games is? Because if anything, Hades made me realize like I really like the way they did this because it's different than what I'm used to, um, and what I'm used to maybe is getting a little um, oppressive. Yeah, um, like I mean, it's interesting because I was I'm thinking about like your your last podcast about. Um, Oh, the near. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Near, near, uh, near reincarnation. Reincarnation. Yeah. yeah. I was like, not replicant. What is it? Um, <laughs> it's, no, it's not. It's not one of the near games people tell you to play. It's one of the near games they tell you not to play. But like similar thinking about like, you know, um, like Yoko Taro likes to, likes to dole out, um, stories mm. in within, in, within weapons. You know, each one of the weapons in all the near games has, uh, a story that unfolds, uh, you know, and it's really funny because like, the motherfucker put gotchas in just inside his game. Like, yes, 100%. <laughs> I mean, no, like, no. Yeah. He, he was waiting. I mean, if you play, if you play, you know, Alice, which as I said in the, in the pot, in that podcast, uh, don't, it's not particularly good, <laughs> but you know, if you play, you know, Alice, it's like, it's basically like someone said to Yoko Taro, Hey, you know, we have this method by which you could just like do that 
one thing you did in near that we know you loved and it could be the whole game like don't, don't worry the other <laughs> and we plot, can all make lots of money off of that <laughs> yeah just just phone in the rest of it and just write these weapon stories and yoko taro says okay uh, but yeah, you're totally right. Like it is, it is. There, there's a, there are gotcha elements in in near uh, in the you know mainline near games, but of course they're you know not not monetary. You're grinding for them in a certain way. It's been like so it's like that really interests me that like more people haven't gravitated towards that model mm. um, in terms of storytelling because one, it's instant monetization. Yeah, you know, like you want to, you want to get the next thing. Okay, you can either grind a whole bunch to get the story, or you can give us, you know, nine ninety five right now. We'll just jazz you right up, fill you up with story. Um, and, that and they know like- they know exactly the price point. They're like the new JC Penny. Like they can like they can absolutely tell what you're going to pay and when you're going to pay it. Yeah, um, and and like you know, like what. We can we can be all like you know like high minded we as we want about games or art and blah 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 blah. But at the end of the day, uh, is this going to make money for these companies that make these games? Right. Is like what's going to dictate the shape of game narrative going forward? Um, so I'm really surprised that like more uh, things aren't like grabbing onto this and using that as the model going forward for storytelling. Um, but that being said, I feel like I'm waiting for the backlash to the like Marvelfication of everything. Yeah. And so I am waiting for these weird, singular, very focused narratives to kind of come back. Um, and like well, it, the Hades one sounds interesting to me because it sounds like it's a more complicated narrative to do the death loop thing with as a progressive narrative, whereas like Dark Souls. It's very easy. Like yeah. Dark Souls, people get all fucked up about it, but no, this, the the story for Dark Souls is stupid easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, the the reason people get weird about the story for Dark Souls is because like all of the terms you're given at the beginning of Dark Souls fake you out into thinking it's complex, right? Like chosen undead, Lord of Cinder, like you know, et cetera. It's, it's it's like okay, wait, am I the chosen undead? Am I Am I some sort of other kind of undead? Am I the Rian? Like, no, it's always the same. Like, you're, you're, you're sort of a, a dead guy who's sort of a, a lowly guy who can become, you know, stronger and maybe link the fire or not link the fire. Every game's that way. Even darks, even uh, Demon Souls, which is not about linking fires. Yeah. Um, like it's 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 you know like this the story there is like you know it's like. You know, you either are or aren't the chosen and dead, and you either do or don't link the fire. Like, that's that's it. I know? love the games and I love the stories, but you're right. They're they're it's they're not great because they're like hyper complex and make you like you know look up you know reference in a book or something like that. You can get them immediately. Yeah, but like, but it does. You know, even like you like it does it does kind of obfuscate. Like you know, you get Oscar. Oscar shows up and like you know tells you your little his little magic speech. That like, he's like, oh, we have this saying in my home. And it's like, dude, that's not a saying. That's like a fucking psalm you just read. <laughs> also, you've got that memorized, bro. Um, but I he love- throws he throws a lot of proper nouns at you. And like, everyone gets all fucked up because it's like, oh, I, I don't know what to do with all these proper nouns. This must be very complicated. And then you get all of the like item descriptions. And it's like, no, no, no. The item descriptions completely ancillary. That is, that is, yep. that is seasoning 
It has nothing to do with what is going on here. <laughs> well, and th- and that's a good way of putting it because like uh, the the way that Dark Souls does lore is sort of the way that I think lore ought to be done, which is as ancillary as seasoning. Like I- I- in some ways, it's it's the way that I think is like the way that Marvel used to do lore in a way that like I liked as a, as a kid who liked comic books and that like, yeah, there are all these characters, but it doesn't really matter if you know all of them. Like you can pick up like the Marvel guide to villains and be like, Oh, now I know who, you know, now I know who crazy quilt is or something like, I guess that's a DC villain, but like, you know, now I know who crazy quilt is. It's like, great. You know, you didn't have to know that. And it doesn't change anything about your life that you do, but you know, it's fun to know. Like that's just a sec. That's a new thing, you know, um, as opposed to connected. It's the way the it's the way kind of we perceive culture in our world, mm. especially now, is everyone has a drugstore checkout line kind of sense of the world at the bare minimum. <laughs> like we all know Brittany is fighting her conservatorship. That's right. We might not know more than that. We might know who Britney and, and like we've got like a little bit of Britney Spears, you know, famous teen pop star fighting for a conservatorship. Because she went batshit at one point in her life. And that may be the, the extent of it. We might not have zero nuance about it. But we can get all of that literally just by like our day-to-day lives walking through a drugstore. You know? Yeah, like we will get We will get the same thing about, like, you know, like, that's what we'll know about Afghanistan. That's what we'll know about, you know, like, COVID, even. Like, we'll have, like, just these snippets. And that is the way kind of Dark Souls peppers its world. And it shapes it out. And that's how we get our sh- the shape of our world is made up by just kind of the shit that we see in passing. That's yeah. what lore is. Lore is the shit you see in passing. And I, I think that's like maybe that's that's actually kind of helpful because it, remi- it it puts into some sort of context what I really like about the storytelling in Hades, which is that like it is all in passing where like, you know, you, you run into story when you either – you know, end up talking to one of the gods because you found one of their favors and they're like, oh, hey, like, you're still at this? Like, good luck. <laughs> or like, oh, we can't wait to talk to you. Or they'll say something, you know, oh, you know, like when you make it to the surface, if you talk to Ares, he's like, hey, I, I felt like you you were actually killing some rats up there. It's not like not the same as people, but boy, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, can't wait till you can kill more people. Um, you know, like it just popping in and basically providing color or you get lore because you're going to kill a boss or something like one of your ex-girlfriends uh, is, is one of the furies is Megara the fury. And she's like the first boss you come against. And it's clear that there's like some history between you two. And it's tough to figure out other than like in these small little moments you have before battle and then running into her at the bar afterwards where she'll say like, just leave me alone. And like that's all in passing. Like you're wanting to get out of the out of Hades is the actual thing that the game is about. Um, the story itself is is all just told as you as you kind of like zoom by it. Um, and I, I yeah, I think like I think the I think that's something that is in a lot of games now not the case. Like if you think about like a Final Fantasy game or even like you know like a, a Persona game, right? Like the the idea of the story in those is so different from the Shinigami Tensei games as we've talked about, because like it matters who you're talking to, what's happening in the story, like who does what um, in a way that like in real life, no one matters that much in, in your, you know, in passing. Oh, that's, I mean, that is the thing like, you know, and that is in, I guess in some regards that is like, you know, like the persona games are very much like, bro, did you know anime exists? 
Um, <laughs> like <laughs> they're, they're extremely, you know, anime narratives. Um, but like a lot of things now, like every, everything is dire. Yeah. Uh, like every, every character interaction is just the only character interaction that has ever happened. And it's like, not everything is that way. You don't need it to be that way. Um, right. It's the, it's the joy of, um, it's the absolute joy of, uh, of MMOs in a certain way. Right. Where like you absolutely cannot have every interaction be dire because some people are just like idiots in the square who are like, wow, uh, who are you? Like it, 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 every, you know, you have to include the, the the little people at the front of uh of you know um Locke's town in Final Fantasy VI who say like welcome to such and such like I'm a guard um someone has to be there to say something banal cuz you couldn't possibly fill the world otherwise chung 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 magitech armor yeah right exactly <laughs> no no you're totally right like, like that is my that is one of my most lasting impressions of a of a of a Final Fantasy NPC and like that happens in the middle of like a town is being occupied in the middle of a war by a genocidal empire. Right. And like kids, kids are going to run into the streets and go chung, 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 magitech armor. Right. And it's like it's it. it. I feel like one of the things that that's frustrated me a lot recently is this turn. Well, and, and you know, it's it's I'm part of the problem with this because it's just like it's everyone getting a little bit of academia, right? Like everyone is like, is like, I'm going to go ahead and take like a critical theory course or like, I'm going to go ahead and get an MA or whatever. Right. Like, and so you see stuff like I was, I was watching, I, I saw an article where someone was like, Oh, you know, this, this black woman convinced 94% of her town to get the vaccine. And she's like, you know, this is amazing. But I, I do, I do see, and I understand that, you know, those who are, those who are most burdened are doing the most, um, to help. And it's like, okay, like that's, that's a, a nice thing. Like, you know, it's a nice story and that is a, a reasonable thing to sort of consider and be like, wow, this person has a lot on their plate already, uh, just from their lived experience and they're bringing in more. But like the way you just expressed that is like something out of, you know, it's like, it's something out of a, out of a, uh, out of a literature course. It's something out of a critical theory course. And it's like that, I don't know if that's a real observation at that point. I think, I think you actually need to think about it in terms you care about. Um, and that's mean, I get it. But like, it also is the sense that like, maybe, maybe like that, that need to make everything dire and smart and clear and like, you know, bigger than it is ends up with like, you know, what should just be banal observations framed in these like massive, like, here is my thesis sort of ways. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, like, I have more to add to that. It's like, there is, like, this... Like, because we, we are dire in our, our like, the, the media that we are creating, and we are dire in our, our, our understanding of it, and then we are dire of it in our <laughs> criticism. <laughs> <laughs> right. And good or bad, right? Right. Like, and like, like yeah. the more I think, like, you know, it's really funny because I have been trying to get so much looser and freer about, like, my game's writing. Like, right now I am I'm thinking about this game that, like, you know, the embargo will be up by the time this comes out, but, like, I'll still be a little cagey about it. Um, you know. Yeah, that's fine. I have to, like, 
I have to like th- put into terms how I feel about this game and be, you know, and everyone expects me to have this hardcore criticism. And also the game has to deal, the game deals with disability and it is made from that context. And they had, con- you know, consultants. And I know that the waypoint discord is like knives and forks out waiting to eat anyone alive who missteps mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in writing about it. And like, you know, and like, there is a degree to which, like, yes, we need, we should criticize, like, you know, how we respond to things and, like, you know, you know, where things can be done better, we should do better. But also, like, as we've seen with the boyfriend dungeon discourse <laughs> oh, God. that I thought was going to be an afternoon and ended up being an entire fucking week. I'm so excited I missed most of it. <sighs> I was just like, I was offline and, and, uh, my, my friend, uh, my friend, uh, Mike, uh, friend of the show mike came i was like oh uh, the boyfriend dungeon discourse is driving me like it's driving me up a wall and i was like what is the discourse on that and he was like wow you have been off you've been offline yeah like yeah. I, like it was really weird because like i was like kind of i was like you know I, I noticed your absence and i'm like thank god trevor's not missing missing all this but also <laughs> how dare you not be in the trenches with us on this <laughs> one trevor i i'm you know what if i had to miss one if i had to miss one game's uh controversy I'm glad it's that one. Yeah, no, um, it was it was bad. Like, well, I mean, we were sending threats and like you know, like hateful de- hate shit, like to one of the voice actors of a character because the character was like problem a problematic character. And like, I I think like I think which what? Yeah, it's you know, I I, I did see your critique of it. Like, why didn't we do this about? Why didn't we have this discourse about like? Uh, Persona 5. Uh, yeah, Persona 5. Like, there are lots of problematic characters. Why are we now? And, like, it it feels to me on some level that, you know, one of the things that was really – and I know – I know I think we've talked about this before. But one of the things that was really formative for me when I was doing um, – I think it was when, when I was doing my MA, but it might have been my PhD. It was just formative for me as a person was when I was like, okay, like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I doing this instead of anything else? Um you know, because like I think like in the humanities, your your like knee jerk reaction is to say like we're just as good as the sciences. Like, don't ever suggest otherwise. And yes, th- that's true. But like, also, why do you think that? Like, what's your defense of it? Like, what? Like, have you have you thought about it? And I I don't think a lot of people do. And that's not like that's not saying I'm better than them because I went years without thinking about it. But like, when it's finally like, yeah, like why am why am I doing this? Like, what is, what's the, what is the, what's the upshot of this? Like, what is this accomplishing that other things can't accomplish? You sort of like, you're able, and I won't bore people by saying what I thought, but like, you know, you get a chance to sort of look at the world and say like, okay, what, what is my work and where does it fit in in the world? As opposed to the sort of like, I feel like we're we're at risk or maybe like actually doing this with not only our criticism but our narratives too where like we're just you know spraying and praying with like okay let's let's like let's attack a target and hope it hits yeah um without ever realizing without ever thinking like okay like why are we doing this yeah and so like i mean like one of the things i was thinking i was like you know i'm trying to like i want like i had a really and I really enjoyed the experience I had with this game. Mm-hmm. And there were some things that like, you know, did like pull me out and there were things I wanted more of. And there were things that I was kind of like, mm, this could have been a little bit better and things like that. But like, yeah. ultimately, you know, the game wanted to impress upon me an experience. 
And I enjoyed that experience. And so now my job is to impress upon the readers the experience that I had, that the game, I feel the game delivered upon. And so like, you know, one, like in my book, if like you do a good, you have a core experience and it's a good idea for an experience and you deliver it well and it's communicated properly, that's like a nine out of 10 in my book. Yeah. Even if there are problems, because ultimately you 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 passed, you, you did it right, <laughs> you know. Um, well, and that's that's smart because it 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 ha- you have a you have a position. Like I, I sometimes when I'm recording these, I will just I will just I distract myself when I when I uh, podcast so I can focus more. It's a I don't know why that works, but one of the things I sometimes do is I just scroll down the steam page, the steam store at the bottom to see what weird <laughs> stuff is there. I'll just scroll. And I like it. I'm not reading anything cause I'm talking, but like having something flashing in front of my eyes helps me focus. Um, not ever going to interrogate why that is. Uh, but, uh, you know, like the thing I noticed was I was like, Oh, there's that deedlet game, like deedlet in, in, in the, I forget what it's called, but it's the, it's the deedlet. Wonder labyrinth. Yeah. Wonder <laughs> labyrinth. Thank you. Well, the reason I thought of it was because you you reviewed it. And like I remember your review because it was, hey, like this game isn't perfect, but it sure is fun. Like it and it 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 makes me happy to play sometimes. And I think it's like enjoyable and like um it, it reminds me of a certain kind of like media that I think like I'm happy to be reminded of. And like the impression you gave me of the game was like, don't expect it to be perfect, because like what is, but like it's worth your time. And like that, that is like, that's a way of thinking about games that isn't, Oh, is it worth your money? Um, and instead of like, Oh, is it worth your money? You're thinking about like, Oh, do you need to like try this? And if you do need to try it, like, will it make you happy in, in any like sort of reliable way? Like, did they do a good job? Kind of. And, And like, I think that's such a, such like a decent, I don't know, like a decent question to have. Yeah. And, and like, so one of the things I was thinking about in terms of like experience and like, this is the one thing like, you know, I did not play Hades and I was, I was immediately burnt out by like the Hades fandom. Oh my God. Yeah. No, it's, it's a I little was, much. <laughs> so like it, it came up around me like the flooding wall of light in Shadowbringers. Mm, got frozen yeah and i'm just you like, just you needed a minfilia to help you and, like, and, and yet i got to that last night <laughs> i got to the 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 the, the minfilias and i lost my shit entirely i like i needed to take a break from the game i'm reviewing i was like i'm just gonna go spend like i'll go do just do whatever the next quest is in final fantasy 14 because i reset and okay I got to the the Minfilia thing and the, the the fucking children's book that you read to explain the concept of the Minfilias. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's, <laughs> it's so it's it's so it's so like it it. The thing I love about Shadowbringers, I guess we have to talk about Shadowbringers when you finish it fully. But like the thing I love about Shadowbringers is like it goes for it every single time. Like it and is. It, it learned from it learned from Stormblood. It's like you know what? Let's just let's just do it. And so the, that's, the best times were when we did it. Yeah, and, and like and so it's really funny. So like I'm thinking, you know, thinking about like thinking about like what like what Hades did was in because um, I didn't play it, but like watching the reactions to the people around me, and it was like it was one because it was it was funny as shit because I'm like 
yeah, look, I like fucking. I I did the mythology, you know, like I did. We, I have read Edith Hamilton so many fucking times. Oh yeah, I don't no. care, you know. That, that yeah, that lady. Like I feel like I've read I've, more of know, her like, work than anyone else, and like I like only think about her when someone says her name, and then I immediately picture like, eight of her books. I have been like perforated by Edith Hamilton and Thomas Bullfinch so many different ways <laughs> that like I just cannot anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, like, I was just like, fuck, I fucking, I'm sick of fucking Greek and Roman mythology. Fuck off with this shit. But, like, I realize not everyone has had that experience, but everyone has had enough that they do. Like you were saying, they recognize these are, like, you know, kind of pop culture characters for them. And what Hades is doing really interestingly is it is taking that and it is making this, like, you know, it's, it's, oh, it's it's Midsummer Night's Dream. It's taking these yeah. characters from mythology and saying, let's put them in a different context and spin things around and see what happens. And like they can that's up with absolutely 80s. right. Yeah, that's actually really yeah, you're you're totally right. And like just like Midsummer Night's Dream, I think like what people take from it is, is sex is, comedy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, well you, you sort of cut to the core because I was gonna say what people take from it is what what uh it, it, it tells us more about them than what it does about us. It in like thinking about like, oh, what does bottom take from this? It's uh sort of a but you're right, it's sex comedy. It's always sex what comedy. What does bottom take from this? <laughs> well, well uh, you know, he has the as the head of an ass. Um but the you know, like he um I think like I think like yeah, Hades I I was turned off by it initially because like I just didn't have the energy to get into another roguelite. And I know how much I play these games. Like I know how much time I put into them because I get kind of interested in, you know, mastering the thing and getting through the main story. And it takes me about 30 to 40 hours. And then I'll get really interested in, you know, figuring out how to get better at it. But like also, yeah, like I, I saw people being like, yeah, you know, you play as this guy and like. He sure likes to have sex with every single person in Hades. And I was like, oh, okay. But like, what's funny about it, what I what I liked about that, where everyone was like, yeah, he's a, I, I swear to God, I heard the phrase disaster bisexual 800,000 <laughs> times about Zagreus. <laughs> They're like, yeah, he's a disaster. Like, that's just how people like to talk about him. Um, it is not, it is not ever, I mean, as far as I've gotten at this point, it's not ever explicitly said that these are your romantic partners. It's very much implied. But, like, the idea that, like, this is about you and your romantic partners, it could just as well be about you and, like, you know, the friends you left behind. There's absolute sexual overtones and, like, sexual tension with men and women. Like, he definitely does have that energy. But, like, it is not a romance game. And from what I heard from everyone, it's just like, this is a romance game, kind of. Like, it's not, though. It's like, but it could be. Like, again, it's like, it's what you're bringing to it. It's it's the introduction of this new character in the middle. Again, like a warrior of light, Ray Liotta. Someone, someone who is like, Ray Liotta, the warrior of light. Uh, <laughs> someone who's just like, someone who's just like in the center of things, right? And like, is, is, is added in and has to be accounted for um, as the center of things. And all of a sudden it's like, well, I mean, why not? Why why wouldn't I be dating Thanatos? Or like, oh, why not? Like, why wouldn't I be flirting with uh, Artemis or something like that? But it's like, it's you bringing that to the text. It's not really the text bringing it to you. It's there, but not there, if that makes any sense. Like, it absolutely needs you to, to, to like, be interested enough in it to, to bring it to life. In the same way that, like, 
that's why all the stuff happens in Midsummer Night's Dream because like the players are there. The only reason it like something happens is because like there's a bunch of players in the woods and like the fairies mess with them too. Yeah. Hi, folks. Have you ever had the nagging suspicion that your hairline is retreating on you? Ever get curious about why it suddenly feels so breezy up there? Well, Father Time comes for us all, and when you think he might be coming for your hair, get him out of there with Keeps. Yes, friends, Keeps, a revolutionary new treatment for male pattern baldness and hair loss that, when used at the first signs of balding, allows you to keep that beautiful head of hair full and firm. Best of all, you can use Keeps from the comfort of your own home. Simply visit one of their doctors online and have a prescription mailed to the convenience of your own home. Every three months you'll get more, and if you're worried about the price, don't! Keeps uses a generic version of hair loss medicines and passes the savings on to you. A new price for a new you starting at $10 a month. But don't forget to act soon because the key to Keeps is prevention, not regrowth. Save that head of hair, friend, before it goes away, and save it today with a special offer code by going to www.keeps.com slash Hagelbon. That's www.keeps.com slash H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. Go there and receive your first month free and tell them Hagelbon sent you. I like that. That's helpful, actually. I would never would have come to that on my own. I'm really happy that you, you wanted to talk about this because, like, honestly, I had some thoughts, but they wouldn't have been as interesting as this. Um, I think, you know, I think the funny thing about Hades is I think at core y- you would probably like it. Um, and I also think, like, despite what people say, despite how people framed it as, like, this time sink, it is a really casual game. Like, it's hard. And, like, you definitely do have that classic roguelite thing of, like, oh, just one more round, just one more round, just one more round. But it's a very casual game. Like, you can get lost in it, but, like, you don't have to. Yeah, I watched I, my my friend um, Let's Play it, or uh, mm. to stream, she streamed it. And I oh, was that's like, enough. And, like, that was, it was fun. Like, it was one of those things where, like, I just, I hate the visual aesthetic of it. And, like, it's sure. not that it's bad, it's just, it's so, it just makes me bristle. Yeah, it's not um, for you. No, it's like it is extremely, extremely not for me. And um, which is sad because like watching like mechanically, it looks way up my alley. Oh, and I really like mechanically. I'm like, this looks fucking sick as hell. And I'm just like, I cannot look at this game. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like, you know what? You know what I find? It, uh, uh, so I'm reminding I won't I won't throw the person who said this under the bus. Not that I disagree with them, but I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to put an opinion of theirs out there without them being here. But I, I was talking to a friend at one point, um, and uh, it was someone in games, and and we were talking about. Um, remember that game Gris that came out? It was Gree. Like, Gree. Yeah, Gr- I, I never played it, but um, did did you? Was it any? Um, no. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no. Fuck off. No. Well, so see, here's the thing, right? Like, it looked, it looked stupid and terrible. It looked pretty. Like the, the I was like, oh, wow, that's a pretty. Looking no, see, game. I thought it looked terrible. Well, like, okay, everyone, so... everyone thought it looked pretty, and I'm like, this just looks like derivative shit. And then, like, the artist who did it, like, all of their, like, you know, all of their other work was like diaphanous lo- lolies, and I'm just like, oh, I'm good, thanks. I mean, so here's the thing, like, you know, the the. 
the thing about it is I, I remember talking to my friend about it and I was like, yeah, like, I, I think it looks kind of interesting. Like, and I, you know, I, it's a, it's a, it's an aesthetic I've seen before. Like, I, I guess maybe I should play it. And, and he was like, yeah, like, you know, it's sort of something I've been noticing where games are just doing like trauma aesthetics for the sake of doing trauma aesthetics. Like it's a game where you're depressed and you've had trauma and there's no reason for it other than, well, that's what has to be there. And all of a sudden when they said that, like I just kind of recognized it in a million games, even games I like, like even games like um, uh, Celeste, which I think is a very fun mechanical like game to play mechanically. The plot line is absolutely like capital T trauma. Like there's that's in there and yeah. it, it's done better than in Gree, but like it's there. Like and and realizing that really did make it kind of like less interesting, less, less pretty, less, less, you know, enjoyable, less essential for me to play. And I, I realized like, oh, this is just like this is kind of derivative. I don't care. But like that sense of like what needs to be in a game. Like, I think that was one of the things that I liked about Hades was that like it it has a sad plot, I guess. And that like, you know, you're fighting to see your mom who your dad never told you about. And like, when you get there, you just expire. So you can only see her for five minutes. It's very Greek. Like it's very Greek mythology. That's what happens in Greek. mythology. Nothing good happens. Um, but like, on the other hand, it's not a sad game. Like it, it gives you that, but you know, it doesn't really care too much about that. It's, it's just like, yeah, that's the sad, that's the sad overtone. It's a mechanical game that you're going to like having fun playing. As opposed to, yeah, this is a game that's going to fuck you up, man. Like, this is a game that's going to make you so sad. So, um, Trevor, because I'm thinking about I'm thinking about Hades and I'm thinking about death and narrative. And, yeah. Um, have you played Pathologic 2 yet? <laughs> it's it's like the next thing I'm going to play. Like, because it really needs to be, especially because if you're in thinking in this in this mode, okay. All right. because I'm just going to read you a passage from my review. I love your review of it, by the way. Death Once fractures the reality of the game, leading to some truly marvelous writing and revelations about the nature of the world. Death will happen, yours and that of townsfolk. Characters will die, major ones. Quests will go incomplete. You won't reach a patient in time or you'll botch their treatment. Time will march on and the game will continue. But oh, there will be consequences. And that is why one of the things I was like, people were talking about, oh, my God, it's so great with Hades and death. Like the narrative persists. And it's like, yeah, Pathologic 2. Oh, oh, come on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even (laughs) even the little bit I've played of Path 2, like even, you know, the hour or two I put into it. Look, that's a different that's a different level. Like I I like Hades. It was a fun game and it's, it's a great mechanical game. And it's like, you know, look. There's a reason Bastion was so fun to play. There's a reason this is so fun to play. They just do a good job. It's not. It's not as meaningful as <laughs> Path Two. Come on. But like, it's one of those things. That like Pathologic Two. This one thing that's really interesting is death will the constantly, like, repeatedly dying puts you on an entirely different, like, kind of narrative pathway. Like, it, yeah, it, it it is expansive um, rather than merely kind of like continuous. Um, which is something that like Dark Souls can't do it. Uh, Hades doesn't do it. Like right. none of yeah. these other, no, there, there are like no roguelikes or roguelites that, that do this thing where the game becomes like literally expansive, mm-hmm. um, through repeated death. That's really interesting. Yeah. So like, 
I'm um I have to play um and I just installed it uh because I have to play it because I I've I have i been asked. I'm trying hard to play games people ask me to, especially when they're patrons. Like I, I yeah, do no, my best. It's important. I, I I'm not always great at it, but I do my best. And uh I, I, I'm going to start playing the Yakuza series because people have been asking me to. And I, I, I'm interested. I'm interested to see it. Um I'm interested to actually be able to talk about it. Um and then I'm also I'm looking I still have Pathologic 2 installed. So those if playing those two games at the same time sounds like an experience in um playing two very different games at the same That's time. That's gonna be so, so I'm, weird. I'm kind of excited to try that. It's really funny because they're they're both very dense games, but they are so different in their density. Right. Yeah. No, you're um, absolutely correct. Like uh, uh, Pathologic 2 is dense in the way that like to understand the world around you, it's just it's a it's a sort of as I recall it, it's just like it's so intimidating to be like, how do I even navigate this? This is And it's interesting because they're, they're they're all games about loss too. Mm-hmm. Like, no, there is not a single Yakuza game that is not about loss. It's some, like, at like its deepest level and even its most surface level. But their deepest level, the Yakuza franchise is a series about loss. And Pathologic 2 is 100% about loss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, what? Yeah, you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's Russian literature. It's about loss. It's gonna be about loss. Yeah, I mean, listen. Um, oh man. Okay, now I'm now I'm really excited about this. I'm. But are, you know what? Are you starting from Yakuza Zero? Or are you starting from Yakuza One? I didn't know what I was gonna do, and then everyone just basically. I not everyone. People had different opinions, but I would say the more people I talked to said. Um, uh, Yakuza Zero. So I'm going to start from Yakuza Zero. Okay, and you're going to do the Kiwami ones, not the not the original Yakuza's. I'm assuming. Yeah, I don't I don't see a problem with that necessarily. No, I don't. I'm definitely I just, like coming at it as a casual in in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I think like I think if I was if I was trying to be like you know extremely hardcore about it, I'd probably do the originals. But I I've only heard good things about the Kiwamis. Yeah, like that's the thing is like I think if you're starting with Zero. It makes sense to go to then follow through with the Kiwamis. Mm-hmm. If you were going to start with, if you were going to do the the original Yakuza games, then I think you have to do release order. So wh- why is that? I think because then you're doing a different thing entirely. Like there, mm. there are two ways in which you can approach Yakuza, and that is looking at Yakuza now as kind of a uh, almost a new franchise. You know, like it is like kind of like a stick, you know, like there is like the kind of the Yakuza super set. And underneath that, you've got the originals, like, you know, and then you've got the Kiwamis and and you have Zero and Kiwamis. And then you've got, you know, the Judgment Games. And like each one is a different rail and you kind of have to just pick a rail that you're going to be on and then follow that. Um, And I think Zero is... Like is like they were starting a new branch when they were you know when they made zero. It's not um, part of the original timeline in my mind. So basically, I, but, yeah, I see what you mean. I I can I ask you like having having seen both. Do you feel like do you feel like the Kiwami games are mostly 
true to the originals or are, are they I mean they could they could be different and also true like I I'm not trying to ask if they're like identical but do they do they like are they respectful or like original to or uh, I don't know oh, yeah. yeah like okay. oh yeah like totally like it it is it is more um it's more near replicant than it is Dark Souls remastered or Demon Souls remastered. Ah, uh, okay. No, that's that's helpful. Uh, okay. Yep. Like Demon Soul, the Demon Souls remake feels very like it's a different game. Um, you know, it's still Demon Souls, but it feels very different. Whereas, uh, like kind of my feelings about how near replicant, uh, builds from near Gestalt from near. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why should I have to go this Gestalt? <laughs> it was the first one. It's so funny because, like, I really like. There's like no one, no one ever wants to get deep into the like the psychoanalytics with me and about like about near, <laughs> and, and like, you know, I did the I did the Waypoint podcast, and I was just like, I was like, oh yeah, we got Austin. We're gonna do Austin and I. We were unlocked. We were talking about psychoanalysis during during the Ava, the Evangelion podcast era. Like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And then, like, I was kind of like, nah, we got, like, Kato and Patrick here. We can't do it. We can't do it to him too hard. <laughs> so we snuck a little bit in. I mean, then... it's called near Gestalt. Like, I, I know, right? Come on. I, look, if you're not going to do a little. Yeah. But, um. Oh, man. Well, I, I, I should probably sleep and you should probably get writing. I don't want to take too much of your time, but. Thank you for this. This has been really helpful and has given me a lot to think about yeah, moving forward. This is fun. Uh, no, this so is much. great. Well, thanks for thanks for saying that uh, that you wanted to go record a podcast. I know. This it's is, just like it's just, just the like, trick. Like, it's like you know, you sound kind of bummed. Let's let's go do a podcast. And it, it, stop it being is, bummed. Let's go do a podcast. Listen, like I I gotta tell everyone, if you want to get less bummed, just start a podcast. <laughs> this advice may not always work um, <laughs> for me anyway, though. Dia. Uh, where don't tell people what it is because I don't know how quickly this will come out and I don't want you to to break your your embargo. But uh, people can find your work where you can find me at Dia on Twitter. Okay, and then you'll post everywhere you. Yeah, that's it's like there. literally if you go there, you can find everything because it's all there all the time. Seems like a smart idea. Uh, I say I you know follow it's, even if you don't. It's want weird to because we don't have like like YouTube doesn't have like username URLs. I noticed that. What? And it, what the I, it, shit? I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand how you become a YouTube creator because it seems like utterly impossible. Oh god, it's fucking like the back end is like constantly like wants to tell me all my analytics and the way I could do things better, and I'm like, fuck you. I don't care. You have made this too com- complicated. Um, <laughs> but like, it's 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 like it's 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 so baffling to me that like dlacina.youtube.com doesn't point to anything like youtube.com slash dlacina doesn't point to anything it's like i've got some weird set of num like you know alphanumerics it sucks it's terrible it's so bad i need to buy like a like a a a url redirect (laughs) i mean yeah that would i guess that's how like you're expected to do it which like fuck off twitter doesn't do that yeah and twitter is horrible yeah. Like you get, can you at least not be better than Twitter? <laughs> thank right, you for dear. having me, Trevor. This is such thank a Thank you for coming on. Yes, always fun. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
Hey, thanks for listening to No Cartridge. If you'd like to support us further, please consider going to patreon.com slash no cartridge or for a one-time donation, paypal.me slash hegelbon, H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. It's really, really helpful for all of us to be able to support uh, the many people who make the show, uh, you know, myself included, but also our producers and various co-hosts um, and, and writers and artists. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, any of those things that would let other people get the quality video game analysis that you've grown accustomed to.